Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, and a podcast for fans of music in general, and a podcast for singers, songwriters, entertainers, up-and-coming artists who are listening each week to learn from my guests. I am Bruce Wozniak, and I am on location at the NAMM show in Anaheim, California, specifically at the Tascam booth, and very appropriately that today I should be joined by Shalise Zalezi, who is the Director of Public Relations and Social Media for NAMM. Shalise, thanks so much for making the time to do this. Thank you for having me, Bruce. This is great. Absolutely. Well, this show is great. It's my first time ever at NAMM, and a very impressive event. Very impressive. Well, NAMM is, um, you know, old home week for many of us who've been coming for years and years and years. Um, it's uh, the place where you see your friends in the industry, the place where new products are launched, you make valuable business connections, you get to see your favorite artists, you get to see how your favorite products are used or should be used, <laughs> um, for those of us that are hobbyist musicians. And it's, it really is, you know, the, the music products industry coming home. I'm going to put you on the spot because you just said for those of us that are hobbyists. Are you a hobbyist? I am a aspiring guitar player and I have been for 30 years. Nice. So, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, but as uh, someone once told me, music is too important to leave to the professionals. So wow, I, like I think even if, uh, you know, it goes a couple months and I haven't picked up my guitar, I, I pick it up, give it a couple strums and... Um, keep aspiring to be a better player every day. I like that. I like that. And fittingly enough, you are the former director of brand communications at Taylor Guitars, which you did for seven years. Correct. Yes, just a little over seven years. And then you came to NAM from that? I, I came it. to NAM uh, last March from Taylor um, to join into a similar role at NAM really because I wanted to be able to serve the entire industry um, and talk about the many wonderful brands that are, you know, comprise our members, um, all the wonderful initiatives, and also the important work that the NAM Foundation does uh, to inspire people to make music and to create more music makers around the world. So it was a, certainly a, a role that I was um, eager to accept and work hard at. It's a, it's a bit of a change, though, I can relate, because it's not unlike in a, in a past life, I worked in sports, and I went from working for one team to working for the league office. So similarly, you went from just working on one brand, which was Taylor Guitars, to now you're serving Absolutely, all of them. but I, I am completely passionate about uh, not only our industry and the people in our industry and the brands in our industry, but also the mission of our industry and the vision of the organization, and that is to create a more musical world. So who, who could argue with that? That's a wonderful vision to have, and it's something that inspires me every day. Uh, we will get deeper and deeper as we continue this interview into NAM itself, but I want to give you some props here for the listeners that are uh, listening to this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. Shalise was honored last year with the 2016 She Rocks Excellence Award, which was given at NAM by the Women's International Music Network. Very nice. Thank you. It was a tremendous honor. And uh, any time, you know, I think is a, is a, it's a wonderful organization. And any time people can be recognized, not myself, but all the unsung heroes um, in our industry for their wonderful product innovations, for the work that they do to advance music education, you know, I applaud that. So um, very, very, uh, it was a very exciting honor, but certainly, a, um, certainly there's many more people in our industry I aspire and look up to. And as we go further along here, as I said, we will dig deeper into NAM itself. But I've noticed that 
there are a lot of awards given out in in this environment. Is it just at the NAM shows when there are different awards being given out by different organizations, or is it under the NAM umbrella you can find awards being given out at different events all year long? Well, specifically NAM as an organization uh, does have a couple different award programs. Um, the Tech Awards, where we honor creativity and excellence in tech, uh, pro audio, pro sound, pro lighting, all of those areas. Uh, back to the awards we give out to the local area schools we work with on the NAM Foundation side for support music efforts. Uh, so there are lots of things that happen during the year. Specific to the show, of course, there's NAM Tech Awards, where we honor those creative luminaries in the field. This year we'll feature uh, Joe Perry with the Les Paul Award and Jack Douglas with the Tech Hall of Fame Award. Jack Douglas is the uh, engineer from Aerosmith and uh, joked as uh, one of the members of the band, especially for his uh, revolutionary work on Toys in the Attic. And um, other award shows, of course, are the She Rocks Award shows here. We also do the Milestone Awards uh, that honor businesses and NAMP member companies who've been in business for 25, 50, or 100 years or more. Wow. Um, so some great opportunities to highlight the many members who are part of our industry. When you keep talking about tech, I'm going to put myself on a limb here and say, I, I believe you're saying TEC. It's an acronym. Am I correct? Correct. What does that stand for? It stands for tech, essentially technology. Um, the NAM Tech Awards, uh, you can find out more information at techawards.org. It is now in their 32nd year, and we're talking about the products that people use to make music or to score films or whatever it may be that's more tech-focused versus instrument-focused. And give that website address again. T-E-C Okay, so there's no H. There's no, no H, H, listeners, if, if you're going to go and look for that. So uh, you also mentioned there about schools. A few days ago, you had the NAM Day of Service. That's correct. About three years ago, uh, the Anaheim Elementary School District, who we have a wonderful relationship with us, uh, as the joke goes, joked, you know, you're here in Anaheim, why don't you leave these instruments? We'll use them for our schools. <laughs> and it really uh, planted a seed with the NAM Foundation and our many uh, participating member companies. Say, let's go do a day of service. Let's raise funds. Let's make an impact in Anaheim schools. At the time, uh, the Anaheim School District was actually looking to bring in more music education and music teachers. Um, that's something that they had phased out over a period of years. So between that first day three years ago and today, uh, the school district has added 13 teachers, full-time music teachers, wow. for their schools. Wow. Um, they're on a track to add, I believe, another 14 or 15 in the next three years. There are music education classes available. There are after-school programs for orchestra, for mariachi bands. All these kinds of wonderful music opportunities. So on Tuesday, you know, our day of service is really the unofficial kickoff to the week of NAM, if you will. Uh, but on Tuesday, uh, NAM members, including NAM President Joe Lamont and Foundation Executive Director Mary Larson, presented a check for $10,000 mm. to the superintendent of Anaheim City Schools. That's and that'll tremendous. be used to purchase instruments. That's tremendous. I am talking with Shalice Zalezi. She is the Director of Public Relations and Social Media for NAM. There's a lot of different places on the web that you can go. For openers, www.nam.org, and of course that's N-A-M-M, and then NAM themselves are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we are here at the NAM show in Anaheim. There is a Facebook, a Twitter, and an Instagram just for the show. I did want to ask you, Shalise, 
there is Winternam, which is where we are now in Anaheim, and there's Summernam, which is in Nashville, I want to say in July. Uh, why Anaheim and Nashville? Why not move it around year after year to all kinds of different cities all over the country? You know, that's a great question, and NAM is 116 years old as an organization. And I would, I would bet, although I'm not certain, but I would bet that we've probably met in every single major city in this country. Uh -huh. um, you know, there's been times where the show has been in Austin, Texas, Atlanta, New York, Chicago, okay. um, kind of everywhere. And, you know, what better place to represent music making, Anaheim and Nashville. You know, Anaheim, we're right next to Los Angeles. Yep. It's a wonderful place for many of our members to come visit with their families even. And Nashville's Music Center, you know, it is the center of music making right now in the United States. So uh, both are wonderful partners to us. Okay, so, so here we go with kind of the nuts and bolts. For those of you who are listeners to this show and are up-and-coming singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers yourself, you're probably wondering, what is NAM as it relates to me, the individual up-and-comer who is doing his or her own thing or doing has his or her own band? Uh, what does NAM mean to that guy that's in New Orleans or to that girl who's in Bristol, Connecticut? Uh, and, and I guess I'm also asking that in the context, Shalise, of who can join NAM? Well, NAM as an organization um, embodies the retailers, your local music store, your online shopping site. It embodies uh, many professional musicians. Um, and many distributors, product manufacturers, obviously. So when you think of you know the gear that you have at home, they're a NAM member, most likely. Um, so NAM is really the platform for all those brands, all those entities to come together uh, to create business, to drive our industry forward, uh, to keep uh, you know education, best practices, whether it's in SEO marketing, uh, all the way back to point of sale technologies. Uh, for retailers here, for you know audio professionals or people looking to advance their skill set, uh, you know we have education specifically for that as well. So it, it really is a um, professional development organization, but then also an organization for our industry as a whole and the many issues we face. So if you are a singer songwriter, if you're just an instrumentalist, regardless, you can come to the NAM show as John Q. General Public just to look around. We NAM is a members only show. Okay. Um, so if you are an artist that's working with a brand, um, contact that company you're working with. Um, there are certain, um, sometimes there will be artists and passes available through that organization. Uh, but certainly NAM, um, NAM is a members only function. Yeah, because certainly I know there are listeners to this show, to this episode of Now Hear This Entertainment that are going to say, well, wait a minute, I see people listing online that they're going to be performing at NAM. How did they get those opportunities to perform at NAM? Great question. So every about August, we open submissions on NAM.org uh, for the show here in January. And any member of any band, any act from anywhere in the world can go online and submit to have their band perform here. Now you said in about August for this show here, but can someone go online and submit at some point for the one in Nashville? Yes, but I'm not sure when that opens, but your best bet will be to check NAM.org. And of course, we'll use our social channels to spread that message as well. Okay, okay. So then, if there's someone listening to this interview who is a music merchant themselves, but 
is not yet a member, uh, what would you like to say to them? What is their incentive to join? Because perhaps, and if I'm hearing you correctly, it could be um, the, the local record store in a suburb of my hometown of Tampa, Florida that says, hey, I'm a music merchant. Maybe I should be a member of this. Sure. So as a music products merchant, um, anyone can go to nam.org, fill out the membership application, and look. The, the real value is that this is this is where your friends are, this is where your business is, and this is also where professional development is. Um, the skills and the, the best practices that you can take back home to your business to enhance uh, what you have there. So let's clarify then, is it you have to be a manufacturer or can you be a retailer? You can be a manufacturer or a retailer as well. You can also okay. be an affiliate member. Um, and for anyone looking for more specifics on those terms, they're welcome to visit uh, the membership section at NAMM.org. Okay, so the 25 words or less version of an affiliate member is what? Someone who's involved with the music products industry, a company. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I must say that I'm very overwhelmed. This is my first NAMM <laughs> show, and when I walked in and saw this Anaheim Convention Center is filled as it was. And then, by the way, later on heard that, oh, there's a second floor. You didn't go upstairs yet? <laughs> it, it blew my mind. But my point is that then I later found out about all these educational sessions that are going on. And we're not talking listeners. We're not talking about one each day over this four-day event. We're talking about full-day programs, full agendas, and, th and that's tremendous to see. It's, we have over 125 educational sessions available for free for any NAM member who'd like to sit down. Um, so if you want to learn more about building a better website for your business, integrating a new point of sale system, or even a, uh, a warehouse system, if you want to learn about audio engineering, it's happening here this week. Amazing. I wish this was a video podcast so the, so the, in that case, viewers, the listeners could have seen how wide my mouth opened when you said 125. You're talking 125 over just these four days. Different sessions. And that's only specifically for professional development and education. If you want to talk about music advocacy, what we're doing there, we have over 60, I believe, events centered wow. around uh, learning more about uh, different uh, advocacy opportunities as well as uh, advocacy best practices to go and champion music education, whether in your own town or your own state. Lots happening here. Wow, wow, that's tremendous. So let's, let's just back up uh, because I know that as I've been here interviewing performers who have performed on the stage here at the Tascam booth at the NAMM show, I know that some of them have said, hey, if you get a chance, come and see me later. Or, or you should have seen the show I did last night. And I noticed that right outside the convention center, there's an enormous stage out there. So are any of those stages controlled by NAM themselves? Or are these all yes. done by brands? Nope. That, uh, the stage in front of the Anaheim Convention Center is called the Nissan NAM Grand Plaza Stage. And all day long, we have great performers out there. And then each night, a headline act. Last night was RSO, Richie Sambora, and Orianthi, who came and just put on an amazing show. Uh, tonight will be a former New York center fielder, Bernie Williams, with Kev Moe and Pancho Sanchez sitting in as special guests. And then tomorrow night, uh, the original bad girl of rock and roll, Ronnie Spector and the Ronettes will be out there to celebrate uh, music education. And, uh, and we're just going to have a great time. 
And those events, it sounds to me, and again, this has been the form of a question, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like those events are, are sort of giving back to the Anaheim community in that the general public could come to those or no? No, unfortunately, it is a badge members only event. Okay, okay. Um, located right outside the Anaheim uh, Convention Center, of course. But I want to tell the listeners, now Now the table is turned because Shalise had this smile on her face when she was talking about these different performers that every all the business aside, and we talked about, you know, what, what you're dabbling in guitar here and there, but you sound like you are a music fan, <laughs> you know, you're not hiding it because I see the glow about you when you talk about these different acts, like, I want to be in the front row. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, I'm passionate about music, I'm passionate about learning from other players, no matter what instrument that is understanding their technique, their approach, and especially how they got started playing music. You know, every story of how we start playing music is really individual, very personal to us. But at the same time, you know, from our first heartbeat to our last dying breath's rattle, we're music. We are all music as people. And so whenever I have a chance to ask someone their story of how they started playing, I'm fascinated by that. Okay, so two final questions for you then before we wrap up. Uh, number one would be, who do you like to listen to either these days or maybe you can say, well, I can tell you these days, but I got to tell you all time it's always been so-and-so. You know, it's funny. Um, I've never had one band I've really stuck with, but I have always admired the groundbreaking attributes of Jimmy Page and Robert Plant and Zeppelin. I don't think there's anyone who could, you know, argue that. Uh, these days, though, I'm listening to a lot of uh, post-bop, bebop jazz, actually. Um, I, I think uh, Charles Mingus is just brilliant. I, I love his music, and um, unfortunately, he's obviously no longer with us, but um, certainly his style and approach, just uh, anytime I hear Mingus, it, it stops me in my tracks. So. And uh, we had here on Now Hear This Entertainment, from the NAMM show, we had Laura Dickinson, who does some great music, did some some real nice jazz on the stage here yesterday, and we had the Hazelrig brothers also. So if you missed those interviews, listeners, go back. Uh, and also the last studio episode of NHTE that we had put out before the NAMM show was Haley Loren, a wonderful jazz artist um, in her own right. So uh, do go back and listen to those interviews. Final question, Shalise, is in your role with NAMM, has there been one really cool moment that has stood out where we're talking about artists that you like to listen to. Has there been kind of a, okay, look, I know I have to be professional, but I got to meet so-and-so, and that was just insane. You know, there has been, and it actually was last year. Every year, the NAM Foundation uh, puts on a fly-in, what they call Fly-In for Music Education, and NAM member companies head to Washington, D.C. to go meet with elected officials to talk about music education and why it's important. Um, not only to their businesses, but also the community and all of the wonderful brain research and the benefits of music education that the NAM Foundation funds. And uh, there was a, a young a group of young children who were performing as part of our relationship with the White House program, Turnaround Arts. And I'll never forget this little girl said to me, music gives me hope. Those are my heroes. Wow. Those, those wow. are the people that inspire me. Those are my... Um, speechless moments because you never know you but you do know that by putting music in the hands of someone whether it's someone who after 40 years is not played and is in their golden years let's call it or it's a young child music gives hope and that has always stuck with me they're my heroes 
and listeners, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't send you back to, um, I hope I'm right on this and accessing that bizarre mental Rolodex of shows that I have, but go back and listen to, I believe it was episode 138, when I interviewed Glenn Schubert, who is the founder of Instruments of Change, which is a program based out of the Tampa-St. Pete area, uh, doing great things, just like Shalise is referring to, uh, especially with the underprivileged kids who otherwise wouldn't get the opportunity to access uh, musical equipment, but doing so in a very educational way. They're not just handing it out for free to anyone that needs it. Go back and listen to that interview, but first and foremost, my sincere thanks, Shalise, for your time today. I really enjoyed talking to you and getting to know more about NAM and, and congratulations and thank you for, for a wonderful event. Thank you for having me. Uh, if anyone's looking for more information, nam.org and by all means, please add us on our socials for the latest from us. Yeah, absolutely. www.nam it's N-A-M-M and it's .org. NAM is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and the NAM show itself is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you're catching all the episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment at www.nhte.net. We have icons there if you'd rather click over and get the show from iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, or SoundCloud. And Now Hear This is also on all the social media channels, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. I am Bruce Wozniak. Make sure you're giving us a good rating on iTunes and subscribing to the show and telling your friends about it. We have more to come on Now Hear This Entertainment from the NAMM Show at Anaheim Convention Center in California. This is our special series of interviews done live on location, and you know about the various outlets where you can hear Now Hear This Entertainment, as well as the various social media platforms you can engage with the show through. But I've stepped back into Crystal Blue Sound Studios long enough to tell you about some of the other features around Now Hear This Entertainment. When you're looking for music from any of the guests who appear on Now Hear This Entertainment, or for that matter, anytime you're going to make any kind of purchase from Amazon, period, Be sure to go to www.nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but it does help with a small return from Amazon to NHTE, which helps keep the show going so you can continue to hear great artist interviews and their original music each week. If you really love the show, wear it! There are NHTE t-shirts and hats available for purchase at nhte.net. It's a fun way to spread the word to others about this podcast. Those of you who are regular listeners to the show know all about the tip I always give out in the middle of each episode talking to up-and-coming performers. That's a segment called Bruce's Bonus, and as much as I'd like you to go back and listen to past episodes of NHTE to try to find all those bonuses, they have all been compiled for you in a concise ebook format, which you can purchase at www.brucesbonusbook.com. I also want to hear your thoughts on the show and chat online with you, as well as get the listeners talking to one another, which is why there is a special Facebook group for NHTE listeners. Look for the NHTE Facebook group icon at nhte.net, or just search on Facebook for the group. It's called NHTE Listeners. And we also now have a Patreon for the show. I sincerely appreciate your consideration of an ongoing monthly donation to help support continued production and related expenses of NHTE. There are different levels of giving listed, as well as some neat thank you gifts for doing so. Just go to nhte.net and look for the Patreon button, or go to patreon.com slash nhte 
And of course, Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash N-H-T-E. One final note from here at the studio before we resume the live on-location interviews, and that is for you to check out Crystal Blue Sound Studios online. They are located near Tampa, Florida, but in this day and age of online file sharing and cloud storage can help you regardless of where you are. So be sure to visit www.cbpro.net, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. And now, back to our special NAM Show series. This is now here. This entertainment. We are here at the NAM show in Anaheim, California, specifically at the Tascam booth. Another episode here and a great performance live that we have been hearing by Citizen Shade. I'm thrilled to be joined by Will Howard and David Lescano. Guys, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. So I'm really thrilled. Uh, always trying to be as thankful as I can every week. The fact that the show has gotten listeners from 124 countries around the world. Um, but that means that as a result, there's going to be people listening to this who are just being introduced to, to Citizen Shade for the first time. Cool. So for openers, I want to know Citizen Shade, the name. It's a really cool name. How'd y'all come up with that? Why don't you take this one? <laughs> so uh, we came up, there was this line in a book, and it was talking about how a candle can hold back uh, the darkness more than it just illuminates. And so we were talking about how shade is kind of the meeting point of light and dark and how we want to embody that. Neat, neat. I like it. Okay. And so then also to educate the listeners, uh, how did the two of you come to know each other? When did, when did you start all this? Yeah, well, uh, we both went to UNCG to study music. I went for the first two years and then moved out to Nashville, came back. David was uh, finishing up his piano performance degree, and uh, that's how we ran into each other, just at the music school. And um, I got to hear him play, and I was like, I'd love to make music with you. It was, it was pretty immediate, too, not just David's talent, but also I think our personalities go together really well. Uh, just our working, our working style. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the location because every so often on episodes of this show, I'll have someone on who is from a place that people don't immediately think of. You know, obviously here in the United States, even though I've had some international guests, I mentioned that we've got listeners around the world, but every so often you'll have a guest on who's not from the music hotbeds like Nashville or Los Angeles or New York. Uh, and I, I, I think it's just kind of a fun question to ask, but um, your name badges say Greensboro, North Carolina. What's the, what's the music scene like in Greensboro, North Carolina? Well, uh, the school we ended up at uh, has an incredible music program. The climate may not be as suitable as Nashville or L.A., uh, maybe not as, um, I guess, loving of the music scene or as uh, profitable for artists, but there are definitely the people who are there who are definitely supporting the arts um, and trying to grow the community that is there. Yeah, a similar take on that. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of people that are really talented musicians, but not not many listeners of music, as it were. Um, not many people that want to go out to live shows and that kind of thing in Greensboro. Uh, so that's been the only only downside. But I mean, I think there's just as much talent in a place like Greensboro as there is in New York and LA. But is the vision for Citizen Shade then to get out and play in 
other bigger, better markets and not just, hey, you know, we're, we're in Greensboro, so I guess we got to play here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, for definitely. sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, we have a, a lot to cover, uh, unfortunately, in a short amount of time. But so being here at the NAM show, um, obviously we're at the Tascam booth, so I'd be remiss if, if I didn't ask you. I, I know that there's uh, some ta some uh, Tascam connections for Citizen Shade. Yeah. Um, so when I was studying old classical performance, Tascam was kind of the the recording method. It was the way that people would record live symphonies or jazz bands. Um, and so Tascam was always like a tool that I saw around. And I've always been impressed by the way that it's performed too. Yeah, and actually the first thing I record on, recorded on was a Tascam. Uh, the very first thing, the first band I was in, York Avenue, where I played drums, uh, that was the very first thing we recorded on. I probably couldn't even tell you the bottom number, but uh, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So then what brought the two of you out here to Anaheim for the 2017 Winter NAMM show? So uh, we're performing on the Hilton stage tonight at 7, um, so the performance over there. And then we also do video work with a couple guys out here in L.A. Um, Kurt Hugo Schneider would be one of the biggest ones. Um, so we shot another video with him, so it was kind of a big pile as much as you can into one trip. And listeners, I know it's difficult when it's an audio podcast and not a video podcast, but the voice that you just heard was David. Uh, David plays uh, piano, plays keyboards, and uh, Will uh, vocals and percussion, although you were playing guitar, <laughs> and uh, we don't have any any percussion here. Um, what, what else would people see if they saw you performing in a more traditional setting than this? Uh, well, I love playing the drum set and singing as well, uh, and because I studied jazz for two years at UCG, and uh, yeah, so playing the kit and singing, I think, is is a lot of fun because it incorporates. I'm kind of ADD, so it incorporates everything that I love. I need to uh, exhaust all my limbs and my voice to be able to, to focus on something. David knows all about that, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So if you were to see us live, I would be switching between the piano and uh, well. Synth occasionally, uh, guitar and then drums and of course. Wow, wow. Okay. Well, you just mentioned jazz there, and I should mention that the two of you are classically trained musicians. Uh, but at the same time, I wonder. I listened to your performance just now. I really liked what I heard, and I thought to myself, I like that sound. Meaning, you know, it's it's a familiar sound. Uh, do you draw? Do you get comparisons? Like, hey, I really like you guys. You sound. You remind me of X. And if so, who who do you draw? Who do you get comparisons to? And and I guess for that matter, also, you know, what genre, what label do you put on your music? Because yeah. it's not jazz, and it's not. I know classically <laughs> trained musicians can go on to all different genres, yeah. but. You want to take this? Okay. Um, yeah, for us, uh, as far as people that we sound similar to, um, we kind of, people normally say, like, my voice sounds like someone, or David's piano playing sounds like someone, as opposed to saying, you sound exactly like this band, kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I've had some comparisons with John Legend just because of the raspiness in my vocal, that kind of thing. Um, and, uh, I don't know, anything you would yeah. add to? I think people, when they hear our music, uh, apart from an acoustic setting, they probably compare us to um, a little more of the alternative pop bands like Bastille or something. Um, and that's another thing you probably see live on our stage. We run loops and we have backing tracks. And, um, try to make it as fun as possible. So, so if you're filling out something online where there's only one field and you can only put one genre down, what would, what would you put for Citizen Shade? 
Uh, we could pop. Yeah, pop. Yeah. Uh, on that note, I, I will mention that um, Citizen Shade has just released a new single, so tell the listeners about that. Yeah, so uh, just a couple days ago we dropped a new single called Break My Fall, um, and it's out on everything that's streaming, Spotify, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, everything like that, and there will be a video following that, so definitely check that out. Where do you do your recording? All over the place. All over the place. So sometimes we'll record in LA, sometimes just in my bedroom, you know. Uh, and yeah, some of the best stuff comes from, uh, you know, some of the more simpler setups that we that we use. So it's always uh, always fun to just when we have an idea to record it in, in my bedroom or in David, at David's place, and then we'll we'll see if we can't pursue. Okay, so you just said when we have an idea. So does that does that mean that you both write, or is it just yeah. one of you that does the writing? Yeah, that we yeah, both of us write. Awesome. And uh, you did a, uh, a Lucas Graham cover collaboration with Kurt Hugo Schneider. It has 3.2 million views. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was, that was a treat to work with Kurt because he's really built up a following over the years. And we were just lucky enough that he wanted to, uh, to use us for that video. Yeah. Want to take a break here to remind the listeners. I'm talking to Will Howard and David Lescano. They are Citizen Shade. Check them out at www.citizenshade.com and wow a long long laundry list of social media these guys are on <laughs> Facebook Twitter Instagram I just mentioned YouTube you can find their music on SoundCloud which is also one of the platforms that the show is available on and Citizen Shade is even on Google Plus uh, we were just talking about YouTube um, you've got covers on YouTube of seven years um, and you have a uh, cover of Work which is a Rihanna song those two have three and one million views, respectively. Um, just talk a little bit about uh, all that collaborating that you're doing, because these are covers with other artists performing with you. Yeah. Yeah. So Kurt, Kurt's story is really unique. He uh, went to Yale University, and then um, after that, decided to go to LA and start making music. And uh, Kurt has, over the years, he really caught the YouTube wave, and he puts out great stuff every week. But instead of putting out original stuff, Kurt just does cover music. And as a result of that, he's been able to feature different singers, different artists. And uh, yeah, we connected and uh, he wanted to feature us on uh, both of those songs. We actually just did another video with him yesterday, so we're really excited about that. It's the, uh, the latest Ed Sheeran song called Shape of You. And so we're, we're really stoked about that and how that turned out. So can't wait for you guys to see it. Is the, is the idea of doing a video with other artists, is that a business strategy, meaning, hey, look, we're going to get more views because these people will push it out, we'll promote it ourselves? Is that the idea? Or is it just kind of an added bonus and, no, these are people that we just enjoy working with? Or is it both? I think, I think it's, it's both. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Kurt's an incredible musician. He produces incredibly. His workflow is just genius. Um, so working with him really like takes us musically where we want to go. Like it's yeah. something that's quality music we're putting out. But then on the flip side, it's also he's got eight million subscribers and he's nice enough to feature us, and that's awesome. Okay, but that being said, you don't do every single video with him. So to those listeners who listen to now hear this entertainment every week because they're trying they're up and comers themselves and they're trying to learn lessons from the guests how are you having such success on YouTube that you're putting up such big numbers videos that are getting views in the millions what advice do you have for up and comers in terms of trying to get more traction on their YouTube channel 
I think I think the biggest thing is something that we're not super great at, but when we do it, it does help us uh, quite a bit, and that is releasing content on a regular basis. And how you know YouTube, the algorithm really favors artists who have like re-releases and consistent release dates of quality content is probably the number one advice. And then number two, just collaboration. Like being the weakest person in the room, and that would be like collaborating with people that are, you know, that have already gone that direction, that have already had success in YouTube, and you know, learning from them. So those two things, I think, really changed the uh, the YouTube demographics for us. In the first half of the show, we heard from an official from NAM themselves. Uh, she talked about what NAM is and what the show is and, and that type of thing. But I'm curious, for the, from the standpoint of the two of you specifically, uh, as Citizen Shade, what do you hope to accomplish at NAM? Why, why are you here? I think we're here to perform. We love to perform out, and so an opportunity to play in front of anyone who's going to listen is always a always something. We've played we played shows with ten people, and we've played for I don't know a lot of people. So it's really cool to see like the differences and to have tons of people circulating and moving. And so here to play, and then also I mean we're music lovers, and music creators. So being around everything that's here is kind of like being a kid in a candy shop. I think we're really excited about all of the boots. The company. So here's a question I always enjoy asking to, to guests now and then because you just said we've played for 10 people and we've played and I can kind of tell and listeners again I apologize I know it's an audio only podcast so you can't see David kind of waving his hands around <laughs> in a fashion that implies we've played for really big crowds um, and, and maybe that's not even the answer the, the, the question is going to be you know what's kind of one show that stands out as like the highlight for Citizen Shade and, and, and you know sometimes I ask that question it's not always the biggest show sometimes it's well with this particular performance was really special to us because what, what would the answer be either either one of you and or, or I wonder you know is will gonna say the same thing that you are David <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the biggest show for us was was playing at the Greensboro Coliseum yeah uh, that was a lot of fun because uh, being from Greensboro we wanted to play every single venue uh, in the city and you know after we did the Coliseum for a halftime show that was kind of the pinnacle yeah. of uh, what, you, what you can do in Greensboro, and so we're hoping that you know that momentum carries and that we're able to, to spread our music. Yeah. So you're both born and raised in Greensboro, obviously. No, so I'm I'm born and raised in Greensboro, but David is uh, from Virginia. Yeah. So, ah, Virginia. Okay. Okay. Well, it's been great getting to know the two of you. Um, I, I hope that this abbreviated version of Now Here This Entertainment will give the listeners more incentive to want to find out more. And so, listeners, I encourage you to go to www citizenshade.com and then on that website all kinds of social media icons you can click on to keep up with the guys Facebook, Twitter, Instagram you've been hearing us talk a lot about YouTube again their music is on SoundCloud they're also on Google Plus uh, Will and David thanks so much really enjoyed this and, and thanks for making the time to do the show and, and to give a great live performance thank you thank, thank you, you so for much. having thank thank you. Having us. yeah absolutely I'm Bruce Wozniak this is Now Here This Entertainment be sure you're keeping up with all episodes of NHTE over at www.nhte.net and just like I said with the guys' website on nhte.net, there are icons that you can click on to go get the show instead, if you prefer, from iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. Don't forget that we're even on TuneIn Radio. And similarly, social media icons on nhte.net, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Hit them all. Please be sure that you're subscribing and telling your friends about it. And thank you for listening. We'll be back on another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment from the NAM Show in California. 
Let it go, 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 let it go